I'm back. I haven't been around, been able to do this in a very long time, as most of you know. Um, so, I have someone with me, host of the Sport For You podcast, Jonathan Watson's here. Um, we're just going to talk about some L.A. sports-related topics and maybe some national stuff as well. First of all, I want to start off with what else would I start off with this weekend. Um, Kobe is being inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield tomorrow. It's bittersweet, I think, because we can't celebrate. Number one, he's not he's he's gone. Number two, because I think that you know people would have act fans would have actually celebrated this, and they can't. So that is a to me that's an issue. To me that's not exactly you know the best thing. Um, it was supposed to happen last summer. But it got pushed back till tomorrow, um, as everything did in 2020. Um, how do you think? How do you think this will be looked at in their history books? That he's gone, but they weren't able to honor him beforehand for some reason. Well, I think it's uh, because of uh, you know just protocols because you have to be retired at least four years before you're eligible for induction. Obviously, Bianca Kobe was the first ballot Hall of Famer. And and I, and I disagree. I think we're going to so I mean, it's going to be a bittersweet celebration. I know this also you know also why did I, you know, I worked with the with the Laker um, website Showtime Forum where your former boss, Greg, Greg Bergman used to was the head over for many for many yep. months and, and throughout the year. Yep. And, he um, he's still my boss. He just doesn't I just haven't seen him for a year. Yeah, he's still your boss. So, <laughs> so but I look at it it's, it's been very it's very it's gonna be an emotional day. It's and a lot of emotions are gonna be wrapped back up watching this ceremony and all I know Yeah. Yeah. I felt like it was a one of the worst days, not just in LA sports history, but just history. Yeah. I can remember being where I was at, where the moment, the moment I found out, and then it's just still now you trump up all these emotions. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Finally, getting this flowers going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna, still, I think we can still find like knowing that even though Kobe's no longer with this team, and there's seven others who lost on January 26th last year are going to be here to celebrate this moment, knowing that their legacies are going to be remembered. And, and obviously, if you've been watching ESPN all day or anybody who's at all fame, he's obviously, he would have been the biggest topic if he was there. And he's still the biggest topic because it's so many stories. He's looking who I was going in. Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Ruby Tom Jodovic. All that this is to Kobe as an opponent or as a coach or coach them or coached against them. And it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a emotional moment for all of us in Laker Nation. But I think we'll get through it because obviously Vanessa has been 
such a, a just an example of strength and grace through this whole ordeal losing your husband and your daughter tragically and obviously you've seen the exhibit today that, that she personally um had the vision for that's gonna be on this plane springfield forever and it's gonna be it's just gonna it's just you know i'm i wish he was here uh, i know he would have had a killer speech but i know there's somewhere in the basketball heavens you know gg david star will moses malone and all the other greats that, nba greats that we lost are somewhere celebrating and and pouring up a bottle of Oh, you know something. Yep. Now I remember where I was when, uh, when he died. <laughs> I was actually at my other job of all places, and at that place, they don't know anything about the Lakers, let alone sports. Okay, they don't know anything about sports. Period. So, but all they know is to look at their phone, right? That's all they know. So they were putting, so they kept looking at their phone. I was looking and I was watching their eyes. And the looks on their faces when they looked at their phones. And it, and then when I said, what are you looking at? They said, oh no, we can't show you. Because they know. Like, oh, we can't show you, we can't show you. Because they know I would have left. (laughs) I I remember I was in church. I just got to I was at my, I was at my church in the morning. They went to another church at eleven o'clock that morning. And then I'm getting out the car, I'm walking. And um our slack where we, you know, all show where all our sometimes form guys where we discuss things is on fire, like this new, all you see is Kobe is trending. Like I'm thinking maybe because you know this is the night after LeBron. That know, was the that was such the that was the ironic part of it was that it was after the whole record thing happened in a game where the Lakers didn't even play well. Like that wasn't even <laughs> the result of the game wasn't even the topic. The Lakers actually did not even play good that entire night. Like that was a very, very awful performance by them. One of the worst games they had last year was in Philly on that particular night. So no one remembers the just how bad they were that night. What people remember is that was the last game the Lakers played when Kobe was alive. That's what people remember. They don't remember how bad they were that night. They don't remember how they were never really they were never really in the game. Um, what most people remember was that that was the last time the Lakers played when Kobe could have watched them. That's all they. Re- that's all people remember. You know, it was one of those kind of nights where once LeBron broke the record, the outcome of the game doesn't really matter because no. LeBron actually did something that a lot of people, Laker fans, were afraid of. A lot of Laker fans, when LeBron came here, were afraid of him doing something to Kobe's records that he set. They did not want him to come here because they were afraid of of him dismantling whatever Kobe did. Forgetting the fact that LeBron was 30 plus years old when he came here 
and would not have been here that long to do as much damage to Kobe's stats as people thought he would. I agree. I think, and I think this it's a love and hate relationship with LeBron with Laker Nation, obviously because of Kobe. But I think if he wins another title, I think a lot of that hate's going to go away because he's done it in the most impossible circumstances. You've been great at Laker. And one of the guy reasons that he's here is no longer is gone. And he has had to deal with that shadow over for the last year, year and a half. That, you know, you won these titles you know, in a dark period in this organization. Um, I remember I was at church, like I was at church and like said, Slack gets up and then I have people calling me and texting me, asking me if it's true or not. I'm like, you know, get out of here. I don't want to hear that. And then I didn't believe it until the pastor of the church I was at got up and said, Kobe died in a helicopter in a helicopter crash. And then at that point, we didn't know who else. We just knew it was him. I had no idea Gigi was on a helicopter. And then I remember my daughter's mother was calling me. They said, they said his daughter was. I was like, no. And then Woj confirmed that Gigi was on the helicopter too. And I was like, this is just. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's. It, it, it was stomach because I was a yeah. young father. I know. I, I just can't even just imagine, what, imagine that feeling. And it was just a rough day. I'm gonna miss him. I miss him. I, I wish he was here, but I don't know if he's somewhere watching. I know he's his the mama mentality is sprink, sprinkled around. He's being sprinkled in little pick little dust and pieces around. Yeah. The I, th- I think I think it's kind of ironic though that in the Staples Center as well. I think it's kind of ironic that I think it's ironic that that was the last news non-pandemic related that people actually remember. That once Kobe died, our lives would stop a few mo- a few weeks later, right? Like that to me, because Kobe, even if it was a pandemic, Kobe wouldn't have stopped. Like there is not, he would have never ever done those things, <laughs> regardless of what of what we think of, you know how it all ended up, he wouldn't have had anything to do with it. Like, he would have been like, nah, that's it. I'm going to train in my house if I have to. I'm going to work in my office behind closed doors if I have to. I will not, it does not matter. I will be, I will do, I I am Kobe. That's it. I will not stop. I just see him being kind of almost defiant to the whole thing. I could really see him doing that, you know? Maybe maybe Vanessa and his girls stay home, but I don't see Kobe doing that. You know? I don't. He would have made, made the best out of the Yeah, he would have done something. He he would have done something. Uh, and, um, yeah, he would have made the best out of it, whatever he could have. I don't, yeah. I think, and I... Where I was when he died, I was actually seeing some clients in the clinic, and um, they told me when I let, like, oh, we called your mom so she could pick you up because we know how you would feel. And I went, feel about what? Like, <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. And then I um, 
went in, my mom picked me up and turned on the radio and it was Ramona and I'm like it's Sunday what are you doing on the radio on a Sunday and then it clicked you know and they told me what happened because they did but I don't think it really mattered to them obviously and I think they were just waiting. I think they told me at the end of the day because they didn't want me to leave. <laughs> like, I feel like they felt, I feel like they felt some, I feel like there was some fear in them that I would leave. And so they told them, they told me, like, at the end of the day, we were, we were, we were, we, we, we I don't, I don't work on Sundays anymore, but when I did, it was like 8.45 to 1. And... Um, so they waited until one in the afternoon to tell me because a little after one, because they didn't want me to go. Like, that's really what I think happened. So, so let's talk about the current, um, Lakers as they are right now. Um, they play Indiana tomorrow morning at 10 our time in Indiana. It is really stupid because I will be seeing clients in my house. I cannot turn it on, mind you, but I will be here at this very computer (laughs) on Zoom. (laughs) It's really a stupid start time. And they, and the thing is, Indiana is in a absolute shitstorm at this point. They, they need to, they're not even going. They're going to make the play-in, but I don't know by, beyond that. I don't think they have any incentive to to win a playoff series because they're going to have to fire their coach, who they just hired. And I don't see how they how, I don't see how this game tomorrow impacts Indiana win or lose because it doesn't. Uh, they're going through the motions. You see the issues, the stories of their coach, their coaching staff, and everything. They're just going through it all. I mean, I'm not, I personally don't think they really, I mean, they're going, they're just going, they're just trying to get through get through what they're getting through. But I think the Lakers are coming out the win tomorrow. I hope yeah. they, I really don't think it really matters now where they play, where they, where they, where they position themselves in the playing tournament. Um, but I do think I would I I would like them to avoid Steph Curry. That's what I would like. I would like them to avoid him. I really just think at this point it really doesn't matter because I don't see we're in the West. So I mean I think I would still take LeBron James and must win before Steph Curry. And I think when that happens, it's going to be it is going to be you know. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a showdown. It's gonna be a straight up showdown. Yeah. These two dudes, they're gonna duke it out. They're gonna duke it out. It's gonna be like a do, fight. Do you have are you for the first time Yeah. the Warriors Cleveland. Yeah. The Warriors versus the Cavs. Yep. Those four straight years. Yeah. Do you think do you are you any are you concerned at all? About the Lakers medical staff that Kobe and that LeBron, God, Co- that LeBron and AD have been missing games, and that the whole team is pretty much missed games from 
from like February till now. Does that concern no, you? No, I think it's just no, I don't think it concerned me. I think Dr. G C and our staff have done a great job. I just this was just a bad timing. They only had they didn't have they only had seven one days to recover on the bubble and all their issues, if you look at it, are all soft tissue issues. Yeah. Hand strains, calf strains, ankle, I mean, quads, this and that. A lot of these issues are more majority of soft. There's no, like there's been no tendons. Or yeah. No, no I don't want any Achilles. I don't want any tendons of any kind. Knock on wood, but I think it's just been the tendency that they've had a short turnaround. Then probably the shortest turnaround, the shortest turnaround in history for a champion, usually. If you play June, you're back three months. That's enough three to four months. That's enough time to recover. They didn't have that. They literally only had 71 days. That's a month and 11 days. That's two months and 11 days. Yeah, they, the Lakers won the title. <laughs> they played game four on my birthday. They lost that one. But then they came back and they won game five. And that was yeah. in the middle of October. So they Are you really the finals? Yeah. That was reverse that. Yeah. They they won game four lost game four. Oh, okay. Alright. Oh, that's right, because yeah. That was the A D A D hit the third. Yeah. That, that, that was the game yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the game when A D hit the shot and yelled Mamba. That was that one, I think. Um Oh yeah! I, why am I forgetting? It wasn't even that long ago. Um, but but anyway, I, I I yeah yeah. Um, but but I all but I have this feeling that the Lakers still need to get Andre Drummond comfortable. They haven't even been able to do that. So and they. He's got to learn, and he's got, and he's got to try to stop doing so much as well. I think he's over overthinking because he's missing basically buddies, and I think if he's if he's trying so hard to you know be a playmaker instead of just being a rim runner, I think he'll be fine. I think that's just also a happy, that's going to change once LeBron and Shooter are back, and he knows that your job is to rim run and get rebounds and protect the rim, not. Be dribble, dribble. Try to show out that you're that you have skilled footwork and all that. Go out there and be a beast. You, you, you know what he does is he he's the he's the best rebounder in the league. Why can't he do that more for the Lakers? He just doesn't seem to he doesn't seem to be doing what the Lakers are paying him to do. That's the thing. I'm not paying well, him. He, well, he's still crashing the boards. I just I think. He's never been in a winning environment. I think it's just part of the. Oh game. well, well, yeah. He was drafted by Detroit and then went to Cleveland. That two places that don't care about winning. They will they will overpay for somebody, and then what what will happen is they will that they'll overpay somebody, and then they will never make it. They'll never make it. That's what happens. And I think Andre Drummond. Yeah, I, think, I think he's. I think he's destined to becoming a Nick this summer. I could see the Knicks paying him a stupid amount of money, no. just to just because. Well, that's just the Knicks way, but I think they got it right.
Why do you think Dennis Schroeder keeps? Why do you think Dennis Schroeder keeps being in COVID protocols? He's been in COVID protocols twice. Okay, most of the most of the most players only get in once. So what do you think he's doing? He's something I can't say, and obviously you know we can't assume because obviously that's a HIPAA loss. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if the obvious is the obvious, but some just they were right there. Now he didn't have it the first time, as far as we know. Now we don't know if he had it this time, and we, and we probably won't know until he addresses the media tomorrow. But it, it's kind of discouraging because you would. I, you would think after your first time you'd be playing health and safety protocols, you do whatever it takes to make sure you're not putting there again. But, and this happened again, it was just like very head scratching, very discouraging. So I'm going to wait and reserve judgment so I know all the facts, and that's coming from him, and that's coming from him. Yeah. Well, I also wonder if maybe somebody came from overseas to visit him. I just wonder. I mean, it. I don't think it has anything to do with him getting it because you wouldn't be in health and safety protocols. You would just be on the injury report. Um, you would just be isolated in your home somewhere. Um, so I don't think he has it necessarily. I think it's probably likely that he either went with someone who wasn't vaccinated the second time, because the first time it was before you could even get one. Um, well, if you could, it wouldn't have done, it, w- it wouldn't have, not enough people would have gotten it. Um, I think he, I think that what's happening now is we're seeing what it's like to not have a whole lot of chemistry away from LeBron and AD. Because last year they had so much of it. Um, I don't think right now there's a whole lot of chemistry going on. A lot of their turnovers are just based on bad communication. A lot of it is just pure bad just spacing is what it is. And they're not they're not really they don't really have they we know this team doesn't have the chemistry they had last year. Nobody nobody does. That was a gift from God somewhere. Nobody has that. You know, that's just luck. You can't, you can't, last year was luck. They got, they they had great chemistry and they had went through some things and so it brought them closer together as a team. Some could argue that if, that if we didn't go through what we went through last spring, maybe their chemistry wouldn't be as strong. But I also know one thing. This Laker team, um, Made some made some signings in the off season, but I thought would would become more beneficial than they are. I thought we would see more from Mark Gasol on a on a routine basis and Wesley Matthews more consistent consistently. Unfortunately, those signings are not appearing to be very good. Um, so. In hindsight, who would you rather have, Mark Gasol or JaVel McGee? In hindsight, I would have JaVel because 
He's more athletic. Yeah, Mar- Marcus all just plays like an old man at this point. I mean, I don't think none of us thought he was going to get old that fast. Same with Wesley Matthews. think we could have more fans by then too i think they might up it yes i think they will that was my whole thing i whenever anyone would ask me they're like when will fans be allowed in i said they'll be allowed in around the end of the season to ramp up for the playoffs and that's what's going to happen we have seen this laker team in my opinion not play to their potential they should have absolutely clobbered houston regardless if LeBron and AD were there or not? It just I don't I don't get that. They also don't seem to. It also doesn't seem as if we there really isn't much of a rotation off the bench right now. You know because sometimes you see Alfonso McKinney just randomly shows up out of thin air. <laughs> It's like why, what, why, you know, like if and, and you know when he is in, he does something, but I don't know what the something is at the level they need it to be, you know. I don't our know if his our guy Devon Johnson who does the Showtime Forum Bulls game is the is the president of the Alfonso McKinney fan club, and he's been he's been championing for him to get more money. I, I yeah. Yeah, I, I'm also a big I'm all I'm a champion of the THT fan club. <laughs> like I, there's something up, there's something about him that I think he he plays older. Okay, I think he plays older. And I think, you know, he's just got to, he's matured. He's, he's, he's maturing right in front of our eyes. And I don't think you can, you can make that up. This kid is 20 years old. And he has, he has, the, he has, a, he has a real small, real, he has a memory that, he has a short memory. You cannot, you cannot, um, you cannot make it up. Um, he's also, he's also incredibly, he also he also plays with a lot of fire and energy, and he he just has this look in his eyes as if he's just ready to go, in a way that's very that's very uncommon for a lot of um, NBA players at his age. 
Um, and there is there's a couple more things I'd like to get into. Um, about the NBA draft, I looked at a mock draft. I want to say it was a few days ago. And everybody in the tournament was all talking about Luca Garza from Iowa. I looked it up. He's not expected to go until number 50. And I'm just like, whoa, well, whoa. And I also think it's because he's a, he's a center, not, not an Anthony Davis center, but an old school type center who can't shoot. And if we're going, and if, and if, and if an NBA team wants to go after him, I think the bus potential is pretty high. Um, it's going to be incredibly interesting to see how this draft shakes up when a lot of these teams, uh, we didn't really see much of them. We didn't. We didn't really see. The tournament was strange. No, but no top ten picks are going to were in the were in the final four. None of them. Um. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I think over to my I was my car actually some at my bus the game is on right the Warriors Pelican game on right now. Yep. And you see it, I think yep. Cincinnati went out of action. And a lot of these NC, a lot of these players who have been, who are, um, including Luca Garza, a lot of these players who are who are in the draft this year didn't do much in the tournament at all. Um, Cage Cutnam, um, Luca Garza. I mean, there's a lot of them that really weren't very. It really weren't very um, impactful in the tournament, and so and it wasn't just them. I think their teams just weren't very good. Maybe it was the maybe it was because being in quarantine for so long. But that has something to do with it too. I really think being in quarantine for so incredibly long. Well, let me tell you something I'm not good. Well, yeah, and, and I think those college kids, obviously college kids, they've never been in a bubble before. Obviously, it's not being away from your parents drinking in college. But then I think just the fact that, you know, now that, you know, now they have an apartment, then it was a really warm. I mean, I was trying to make them and had the game meeting in the round of 32. Um, but I still, 
Because, I mean, look, it's, I, I would like, I'm going to move on now to Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> because to me, that is how we, that is how, yeah, yeah, I'm hope, I, I'm sure because you're a Blanco fan, I'm sure that you are rooting for him to go to, oh, I lost you. Shit. Did I lose, wait. It looks like we lost him. Um, okay, he's trying to come back in. I will let him in. It looks like I lost him, and I can't figure out why. Um, that's not good. Um, it looks like we lost. Are you still there? I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, good. Um, I I I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a crazy situation. Now the Broncos fan, of course, you want him, you want a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, look what we've had to deal with since Peyton Manning retired. I mean, we've had had a good quarterback. But I look at it also from this point of view. I don't know. I just don't know because, you know, he hasn't talked. I mean, I think Mike Carrico tried to interview him at the Kentucky Derby, and, you know, he wouldn't go on the record. So he's doing a lot of passive-aggressive behavior, a lot of moving in silence. And we just don't know. Until Aaron gets in front of a camera, I don't expect him at OTAs or minicamp or anything. But I don't think he will really know what he really feels until he comes out and says it. And I think out of Green Bay, they're going to be stuck in their stands. I mean, I saw him before his quotes today. He wants him back badly. But it's, we just don't know. Do you think that Green Bay deserves him? Well, it's complicated. They have a defense, they never drafted a defensive player in his tenure as a starter. And the one time they drafted the offensive player, they drafted successful. And yeah, they hit on the Adams and Aaron Jones and the Valdez Scatlings of the world, all those guys in the later round, and the day two or three of the draft. I lost him again. Um, it looks like we lost him again. I don't know where he is. We're just going to wait, I guess. Because um, I don't know where he is. So we're just going to wait and see where he ends up. Um, 
here we come again. There we go. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, I can hear you now. Um, I think, I think, I think. I think, I think Montgomery, Ty Montgomery is asking for Devon, Devon, um, I think Montgomery is asking for a trade because you're not going to, why would he stay for a, one in one in sixteen team. You know? I think you're gonna get someone to take him. I think somebody's gonna take him. Well I found I saw the Adams on Alec Howard the other day. And obviously he doesn't know. I mean he talks to Aaron, but you know, they kinda haven't really brought it up really. And obviously he's a free, he'll be a free agent after this season. To think about his future. I also I also think that Devontae Adam is probably the best player that they've drafted while um Aaron Rodgers has been there. Um who's actually stayed in Green Bay. Oh, clearly yes. And who hasn't asked to leave or anything. Well, you guys know Jordan Nelson. Jordan Nelson is probably the one that Rodgers has the best connection with. Yeah. But it's clearly, clearly, Devontae Adams is probably the most talented receiver Aaron Rodgers has through And And we haven't really, we didn't really notice, we hadn't really seen much of Devontae Adams since, um, since we hadn't really seen much of Devontae Adams when Jordy Nelson was on the team, because it was always Jordy Nelson, right. so we didn't really know much about this guy before, and so I think now. I think now. I think now the question is, what's going to happen with Rogers? Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't speak out, I think that's going to be the question. Is if he don't speak out soon, he just won't know what he's thinking and. And they can't go into training camp in the next couple months at Limbo. Nah. Mm-mm, nah. Um, but, but, I, but I do think that they, they know exactly what's going to happen. They know exactly what's going to happen. It doesn't matter how much Matt LaFleur wants him back. It really doesn't. Because Aaron Rodgers is his own man. He does not have to answer to Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur mm-hmm. needs Aaron Rodgers more of Aaron Rodgers needs the Packers. That's the only thing. Matt LaFleur realizes that if Aaron Rodgers gets, if Aaron Rodgers asks to leave, number one, his job security, he has less of a job, less job security if that happens. Because he'll be, because what will happen is they'll go one and 18. Um, Yeah. So, so thanks for doing this, and um, we will do this some other time. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for having me, man. You're welcome. I hope we can. I hope we will. I hope we will have events this summer. <laughs> All right. Oh, definitely. You know, I. I know. I know. All right. Thank you very much.
Bye. Thank you, bro. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye.